Kia this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM, B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. I'm Laura, and I'm chatting to young people who are running for regional council or city council or doing all kinds of local government stuff today, and I'm very pleased to be joined in the studio by Victoria Rhodes-Carlin, who's running for Greater Wellington Regional Council. Hi, Victoria. Hello, hello. So, um, welcome to the show. Uh, You're running for regional council, Mm -hmm. so... Sorry if this is a silly question, but can you explain what a regional council does? Yeah, of course. It's a, it's a pretty common question, to be honest. Not many New Zealanders, let alone Wellingtonians, know what the regional council does. So in Wellington, the regional council covers the entire Wellington region from Kapiti or of Wairapa all the way down. And they manage public transport, the environment, so biodiversity, fresh water. They also manage um, our harbour and... Um, the regional economy as well. And they also have opportunity to do other things such as tackle climate change um, and community work as well. Okay, so this is important stuff. This is really important stuff. Pretty significant stuff, yeah. And um, what is your background, Victoria? My background? So I'm currently finishing my Bachelor of Science and Arts degree. So I'll finish in December and that's in environmental science. And so I've been involved in not only my degree in an environmental background, but also in a bunch of different organisations um, throughout most of my life, really in different climate organisations, um, environmental community groups, and also a bunch of different youth development organisations. So I come from a background in sort of grassroots organisation um, with a bit of governance experience, but also have that educational knowledge around environmental issues. Cool. Um and so maybe the environment is a big issue for you? or yeah. t- Talk to me about what the key things that you would love to be able to have an impact on at the council are. Yeah, so um, public transport is the first and most biggest one. I think Woo-hoo. most people were impacted by um, public transport, whether they used it or not, everyone knew about it. And it had a massive impact on the well-being of Wellingtonians. Um, the job security of many Wellingtonians mm-hmm. had a big economic impact, had a big environmental impact as well because it forced a lot of people back into their private vehicles. And so um, and what the Regional Council was trying to do is, is tackling climate change. They created a system that forced people out of public transport and into their polluting vehicles. And so there's a lot of work to do to bring it back up to a level where people have trust in the public transport network because it's reliable, because it's consistent, because it's accessible and because it's fair. So fair and accessible public transport is my one of my biggest priorities. Ambitious climate, ambitious climate action is my next biggest priority. Um, the entire region has a big role to play. 60% of the region's emissions come from transport. Um, 30% come from agriculture. So the regional council has a huge opportunity there. And my third sort of major focus is community-driven decision-making. With the public transport mess, for me what I saw was that Wellingtonians did not have direct input into those changes. And they were felt by so many different communities and the most vulnerable were impacted the most. And so those policy changes should be driven by our communities. Neat. 
Um, I noticed that um, our um, poor Nikki Wellington uh, electorate is um, has a whopping 23 people running for five mm-hmm. seats on regional council. So um, it's very busy and competitive, heaps of candidates. Uh, well, what do you think of that <laughs> and, and how do you plan on standing out in your campaign? Yeah, well, it's exciting that we have a large number of people running. We had there was about ten people running for the five seats last year, so it's it's a good sign that people want to be involved in local democracy. However, there's five women. Um, I think I'm going to roughly say ninety percent of the candidates are Pakeha, um, and I'm definitely the youngest uh, candidate, and the next youngest is forty. So that's about hmm. a twenty year difference. And so, so well, what, what's your age for people who? I'm 21. Can't see how fresh face <laughs> Yeah, I'm 21. Um, and so, well, it's exciting. People are running. That's also disappointing because they're not representative of Wellingtonians. I, re- I represent one demographic that's never had a voice um, in a very long time for the regional council, and that's young people, and that's students. Currently, five of our, four of our five regional councillors for Porniki are over the age of 70. There is one woman. They're all Pākehā. And so while my campaign, my, my running, is a first step in that direction of trying to make our regional council more accessible and more inclusive, there's still a long way to go. I'm Pākehā. I come from a place of relative privilege, being able to go have tertiary education. Um, but, yeah, there's still a long way to go. So um, how's the campaign going so far? Um it's going great. It's an, an incredibly rewarding and exhausting experience. Running for the regional council is a massive ward. So Porniki, Wellington Ward is Johnsonville down. It's all of Wellington, 140,000 voters. Wow. Um, and so it's really important to me that I engage with as many people as I can. And so that means door knocking, community events, um, and getting out and about which is incredibly difficult when there's so many different suburbs and our public transport system is not great. So getting to and from each of them is quite difficult. It's time-consuming. Um, but overall, the, the campaign is going great. I have a good group of people supporting me. It's entirely community-driven, relying on $5 donations from my mates wherever they can <laughs> um, and some generous ones from other community members. And so it's entirely out of you know volunteer time and and support from different people around Wellington that I'm incredibly grateful for. Now, um, Victoria, do you do you feel like you're a part of a movement of young people who are getting involved in politics and in the local elections this year? Absolutely, absolutely. That's what I have talked about before, is there's a movement of young people running for local government. And I think it's reflective of a kind of wider movement across the country, is that young people are no longer waiting for permission to be at the decision-making table. They're no longer waiting to be invited there. They're stepping up and doing it themselves. And I think that's incredibly important, and I think that's reflective of growing up um, with the climate crisis, growing up with the mental health crisis, and seeing our leaders not understand the significance or seriousness or the urgency of these issues and watching them, you know, year after year of the majority of your life not do much about it and realising that, you know, we can actually do it ourselves. So um, just in the last couple of minutes of our interview, what do you th- how do you think things would be different for uh, people in the Wellington region if there were more young people on the council like you? Um, I think 
including the DHB, which not many young people are running for in terms of local government in Wellington, I think the first thing with that we would have the mental health services that we need, um, particularly in areas such as Porirua. We have young people dying of suicide because they can't get access to help or ongoing support. So mental health is a big one. We'll be seeing happy, healthy people and families. Secondly, we'll see people using public transport, um, a decrease in carbon emissions because they can get around reliably. And people would want to feel, oh, well, I think people would would like to be connected. They want to feel part of a community. We're an increasingly isolated and lonely society. Mm. So having that community connection back would be fantastic. So when you introduce yourself as a candidate, what, what kind of responses do you get from people? It's really mixed. People think I'm kind of joking at first. <laughs> um, when I go door knocking, they're like, oh, 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 you're the candidate. <laughs> or for some people, like, fantastic, this is exactly what we need. But overall, everything's been overwhelmingly supportive and positive, and people are really refreshed and excited and really, really want to back me. That's so cool to hear, Victoria. Um, uh, I... Um Look forward to talking to more excited young people like you who are jumping into local government uh, in the race this season. And maybe you can direct me to some of them <laughs> so I can find them. Can do. Can do. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for chatting. No worries. Thank you. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New Zealand On Air, for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.